Today's program is brought to you by Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink. Well, that's a bold claim, but this is a bold drink that fits all its essential ingredients into a two-ounce shot. Proven ingredients like lion's mane for memory, elasticity, cordyceps mushrooms for natural energy, and essential hormones like vitamin D3. Did you know that roughly 80% of Americans are vitamin D deficient? Another reason to make Magic Mind a part of your morning routine or evening, I don't judge. Whatever you do at night is your business. Just make Magic Mind a part of it. Now here's some things they asked me to say. A two ounce shot gives you five to seven hours of sustainable productivity. Our magical combinations of 12 active ingredients, including nootropics and adaptogens, is scientifically designed by experts to improve energy, focus, mood, productivity, and decrease stress. Carbon Neutral USA startup based in Silicon Valley, so far we've helped over 5,000 people with procrastination, fatigue, brain fog, ADD, and much more. More info can be learned at magicmind.co slash learn and at magicmind on Instagram. 10% off if you enter your email, plus additional discounts if you get a subscription. Once again, magicmind.co. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody likes Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? What the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself! Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recording here from the Spare Parts Studio, the comfort and the warmth and the reliability of the Spare Parts Studio, the all-encompassing, never-disappointing, and sometimes incomprehensive Spare Parts Studio. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate, any amounts appreciated. Episode is brought to you by... Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.co slash learn for more information. Magic Mind. Try it for two weeks. Try it for one day and feel the difference for yourself. Excellent product. I wish them all the best. Um, a lot of news. A lot of fake news. Fake news. Speaking of which, you see who got it back on Twitter? Old Donnie himself. Well, congratulations. You know, who cares? I mean, is it a win for free speech? I guess it is. You know. Hmm. Okay. So we've got a we got a lot to cover. I'm gonna try to break this up into a couple things here. Let me talk about FTX. Let me and then let's check up on uh, 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 Twitter and then I'll have some final thoughts about the holiday season. So let's back up here and go all the way. Just talk about FTX. So if you don't know, FTX is, was or still is a crypto trading platform. Now, Sam Bankman-Fried was apparently the CEO, the one in control, the biddly bop de boop de of fucking FTX. And somewhere uh, between five, like five and $600 million was being invested through this app. 
But apparently, all of a sudden, this money, and for some reason, just disappeared, or people started to run on. Like, okay, here's what here's here's on the surface level. Here's what actually happened: crypto started falling apart. Then all of a sudden, people started withdrawing from FTX quite heavily. FTX and its and uh, its capital partner were not able to honor the withdrawals. So that became a liquidity crisis, which started to spread on the uh, on the forums. And basically, a trading app got margin called by its users, by its traders. It asked for outside help because FTX crypto is essentially not protected by the by member FDIC or any other federal protection acts when it comes to currency because basically if your money is in if your money is in cash form in that app I believe you can get it back but if your money is in crypto form there's no protections for crypto none whatsoever it could be hacked it could be stolen uh, it's essentially they treat crypto a lot like they treat treat stocks if you lose money in the stock market it's your own doing it's your own loss you win some you lose some and you either sell or buy in time or you don't sell or buy in time crypto well this will we'll take this one layer at a time people but just people started wanting to withdraw they couldn't honor it Binance, they off they asked Binance to come in and basically take over and offer a buyout of the company Binance buyout Binance said, sure, let me take a look and see what your books look like. Literally a day after that, Binance said, nah, fam, we's good, you're on your own. And FTX collapsed. Now, where, now, why did it collapse? Where, where does all this capital go? Supposedly they had so much capital, approximately $650 million. So $650 million in capital is a lot of money. So if a bunch of people would draw all their cash from the stock trading platform, they, it should be there to protect the users. Okay, I get it. Crypto, your 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 fucking Bitcoin went from forty grand down to like sixteen. All right, times are tough. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies do react with the stock market. They are not an inflationary protection. They're not an anything protection. When March of two thousand twenty came, Bitcoin fell with the rest of the stocks. When inflation went crazy through the roof and the, all the the free money and the free spending came about crypto went up with the rest of them when the money dried up crypto went with that pattern. there's a buy and sell with all of it it's not like gold now 650 million dollars where did it go well apparently there are accusations that sam bankman freed or somebody or something had all this money tied up with the Democratic National Committee, or the DNC. I don't know, was it a convention? Democratic National Convention? Whatever. The Democratic National fucking cockers. I don't know. Cocker Spaniels. I, I, who gives a shit? Essentially, this money was tied up with them. And therefore, this liquidity, I guess, was not available for other people to use. Uh, and then that was that. They that Now, is FTX belly up? No, there's like apparently a new C interim CEO because Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF as they're calling him, is no longer represents the company. There's a bunch of lawyers getting involved. All the users are pissed. Class action lawsuits are brewing. But it just seems like fraudulent, fraudulent shit. Now, you have to remember. Now, if you think you can figure out ways to manipulate the government, well, just remember, 
the government can play the same game too. So they originally, a lot of people talked about cryptocurrency as a way to commit money laundering or money or, or fraud or drug trafficking uh, or not paying your taxes. It's like, okay, all right, I get it. It's a way to send cash or send currency in an untrackable way. Well, guess who else has the capacity to do the same exact thing with literally no culpability, plausible deniability, and no law that can stand up against them? That is the federal government. If you think you can smuggle a couple hundred bucks a year through cryptocurrency, guess what? The federal government can do the same goddamn thing too, and you'd never know about it. It's probably a reason why they don't want to actually regulate the shit. They want to be able to get a little, or at least not yet, so they can get some extra funds in and out to where they need to go without anybody tracking them. It's an excellent way of doing it. So why wouldn't the government play a part in that? It's like, sweet, we can send money to the Ukraine. Um, and while people are fucking completely complaining about um, how, much, how many bombs we send them or missiles we send them, uh, how much money are we sending them that we don't actually know about? That's the thing. We know about the we know about the weapons. We don't really know about the money per se. Um, I'm truly fascinated of the fuckery. So, hold on, let me back up here. So FTX is in a shit loop. You've pretty much seen all the coverage on it. Watch it very carefully. There's no backing up this guy. He clearly was. Um, you know, oh, I'm a vegan. We're gonna stop global warming. We're gonna protect the animals. We're gonna do. We're gonna end world hunger. This is the same thing that every bullshit artist starts off with. That we are. They're. They're all knowing, all valuable, all wonderful, and they're virtuous and blah blah blah. And the next thing you know, your money's gone. You don't trust these fucking fraudsters. Just like um, uh, that Elizabeth Holmes who ran Theranos. She just got like 10 to 15 years in prison. I think it was 10. She got 10 years in fucking prison for for stating that, you know, her little, you know, draw some blood. We could pretty much figure out your entire life story. Turned out to all be bullshit. And now she's going to jail for it. Actual jail jail. I mean, you should have seen the videos of, you know, all the, the journalists chasing her down the street. Hey, bitch, can we get some final photos before they put the orange on you? Sam Bankman-Fried, who's sitting comfortably in the Bahamas. No flies on him. Granted, he is in an extradition country. We signed a treaty with them back in the early 90s, so if we wanted to grab him and send him back to the United States, we could absolutely do so. He should go to, like, I'd think, like, Ecuador or something like that. I'd say go to Russia, but it's a little difficult to get in there right now. Hmm. So, that's one of the situations that's taking place right now. This dude... I mean, you have to be aware of where exactly you're putting your money. You have to be, right now, you have to be so on point with who you trust, what companies you work with, absolutely down to the T. Now, granted, you can't you can't put all your eggs in one basket, and you're going to take some risks with where you buy your food, where you invest your money, where you live, what you drive. That's all. That's life. You cannot be certain about everything you do. You have to take chances. However, crypto, as quickly as it rose, is as fast as it can fall. And there's never been any guarantees that it'll do what it says it'll do. It has. What has it done? It's essentially worth 
I get, I get it. There is a technology behind the blockchain that I can't quite understand, and there's a way of transferring data back and forth, and it does this one, you know, it does these tasks amazingly. Okay. What's backing it? What is the actual value that's backing it? People don't understand it, and if people don't understand it, they're not going to back it. There's an understanding, or there used to be, that American currency was backed by the gold standard. Basically, if you had a shitload of gold, and the value of gold was this, then your money, your actual legal tender, was worth that. But now, uh, since we're off the gold standard, essentially all a dollar is is collateralized, collateralized debt. And when you make more of it, so when you issue $100, okay, there's only 100 of them, that $1 is worth a lot. But when you start just printing money, billions and trillions and zillions and fucking Google plexes of dollars, suddenly your $1 doesn't get you that shit that you thought it would. It used to get. Now, I'll going to move this along a little bit here because I just kind of want to riff on this episode and then maybe we'll get into actual some formalized uh, you know some scripted shit you know some news articles but your money doesn't really mean much anymore because it's like okay collateralized that your daughter is your your daughter (laughs) pardon me not talking about your daughter your dollar has a certain value to the federal government as far as collateralized collateralized debt a bond that can be paid back or what have you there's actual understandable you can teach it in a five minute episode or less than that see if you can within 90 seconds teach somebody about how the dollar actually works how it used to work how it does work right now and what its value in 90 seconds people like okay now i understand it it's worth investing in what can i now i know what i can do with this money way beyond just buying groceries with it I can buy stock with it. I can buy real estate with it. I can buy bonds. I can buy securities. I can do all kinds of shit with it. Okay? I can loan it out. I can become a, a loan shark. <laughs> you can do a lot of things with it. So when people understand that, you can explain that to somebody in 90 seconds simply what this is and what what value it has. Crypto, you can't do that. You really can't. You just It's just not there. It does, it, it's not going to click with the vast majority of people. Now, I'm not talking shit about it, but maybe I am talking shit about it. But that being said, it's not going to convey the same oh moment like the dollar will, okay? Or gold will. Gold is an actual – it's not an abundant item on this planet. Whereas there's a certain supply of it that we have. It has certain value, not just in glitz and glamour, but it's an actual useful element. It's an actual useful mineral. Like it exists in so many things that you don't even realize. Uh, Not just in fashion, but it also helps run computers. It helps run cell phones. It helps run all that bullshit. Um, You know, there's a lot of value in gold. Okay. Crypto, it's like, is it digital gold? Well, apparently not. So, where does this lead? I mean, as far as this, the FTX thing, it's like, okay, he got called out on his bullshit. Apparently, there was a lot of fraud taking place. We There's a lot of information that still has yet to be divulged. But I can tell you this. The guy, the, the guy ran his thing. It turned out to be bullshit simply because... The money that was invested wasn't available to the retail trader when they when they wanted it. 
And that's why you generally don't invest in things that are protected like that. I've never ever been a huge advocate of buying crypto except for when Shiba Inu came out because I figured you could make a quick buck off of it. Now I was hoping it would become something bigger, but obviously I was wrong in that part. I did one episode on it and then it fucking crashed. People made their money off of it and that was the end of it. And at that point, there was so many cryptocurrencies out then and even more cryptocurrencies out now, but none of them have a value that people understand they can relate to. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for them. I get it. You can take cryptocurrency. You can use it to buy a house, but you have to convert it into actual money in order in actual currency, like physical currency, in order to use it. Okay. So it, at the end of the day, it's it's secondary. Now, if it's true, if we keep continue to spend money and we're not paying back our debts, then our actual world stock value, our lender value, our credit rating as a country will fall. And if it falls, we can't loan out as much shit and our interest rates will continue to go higher, which means people will be less likely to borrow, which means that companies will be less likely to borrow in order to hire more employees. And if they can't hire more employees, they can't fill those roles, which means not as much work's gonna get done. Um, but that's what they do. A lot of publicly traded companies, when their stock is too low, that means they don't have the capital to continue paying a certain amount of employees. Therefore, they fire them like Facebook did. Now, if they're not able to take loans out, that means that they can't float that extra cash because the fucking uh, interest rates are way too high, which means they can't. That's another route they can't take in order to do, uh, in order to uh, expand the company. This is tough. This is tough, but this is the reality of it. Now, as far as FTX goes, that's pretty much. Um, as far if you wanted to break it down, black and white, open and shut case, fraud was involved. The guy who's no longer there was responsible. Apparently, he worked with some shady-ass people. And that's going to unfold in greater detail if you want to pay attention. But if you don't want to pay attention, all right, great. But I can tell you this. A lot of other companies are really – and it's funny. You know, I was getting a lot of emails from like Coinbase and Gemini saying, hey, just want to let you know we have excellent security. You, you know, Our customers are number one. And we have all this money in reserves and our liquidity is strong. And it's like, oh, you really backed up the fucking Brinks truck to make sure that people don't start pulling out their money from your accounts. Because they're trying to save their own asses because they suddenly realize it's like, the, okay, the fear of the mainstream media that – the fear that the mainstream media is going to convey to the consumer is going to scare the shit out of them from from holding on to their investments and, and considering making actual new investments in crypto. So crypto may just stay here for a while. For example, let me go ahead and just double check something here. Um, let me go ahead and look up. I, is Bitcoin still at 16,000? Bitcoin price. As a matter of fact, it is. It is still at this time at 16,581. Um, the lowest it's gotten, I believe it fell to last five days uh, that's not bad mm, yeah 16,000 basically in the last month yeah 15,9157 so that's in the last month so it is still in the doldrums in the last five days yeah still down a point and a half point and a quarter so 
there's that. It's essentially, a que the question is, is what's under that? Like, what is under, what support is holding onto that 16,000? Is it a big giant whale? Is it all retail holders? Is, is the next domino about to fall? What is, is it, uh, my concern is, is like, because I know there's like a teacher's union up in Canada that has cryptocurrency as part of its portfolio for the for the for the teachers, which is a pretty scary thought because when that value drops, so does the the likelihood of these pensions being uh, fruitful for teachers when they decide to retire and when they come collecting and all of a sudden the money isn't there. Oh Jesus, Armageddon occurs because they've been working hard for 30 fucking years and all of a sudden their retirement's gone because somebody decided to be an idiot and invest in an incur and invest in something that didn't really exist because some asshole decided he wanted to spend $600 million in the Democratic National Party or apparently it was funneled through Ukraine or some bullshit and then poof, it's all gone. Next thing you know, you know, grandma who spent 30 years as a kindergarten teacher has to go back to work over at the fucking Hannaford's uh, bagging groceries. Reality sucks sometimes. Um, moving on, I wanted to chat about Twitter. Elon Musk. Um, he has taken it. Apparently, he's laid off. He had he had a plan to lay off. Now the media is definitely on a the mainstream media is definitely on a full charge against him. They don't like him because look, let's face it, the mainstream media wants wants you to rely on them for the quote information that they provide if they decide they're going to go to your if they decide okay if you decide that you're not going to listen to the mainstream media you instead are going to get your news from independent news sources like for example uh breaking points or 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 uh you know tim pool or brett weinstein or whatever just journal or um what's that guy's name who lives down in brazil Glenn, I can't remember his name. God damn it. If you, Okay, let me just backtrack here. If you decide you're going to get your information from independent news sources, um, I'm trying to think of that guy's name, but I can't. He used to own the, he used to run The Intercept. Or if you're going to get your information from Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and they're not blocking it apparently. Have you seen Instagram's like freaking uh, uh, algorithm lately? It's not doing too well. It's a lot like TikTok now. All I see is like ass and midgets and people getting hit in the head with fucking propane tanks and they get murdered i mean it's pretty like their algorithms just like fuck it we give up we can't hold on we can't do this anymore just let it all in the pipes are bursting so they're screwed which is fine well i mean their algorithm the ai is screwed but or maybe i have problems i don't know hmm. maybe i secretly look at only fans while you guys aren't paint, while you guys aren't looking, please. I would never spend that much money on OnlyFans or any money on OnlyFans. It's like women will have sex with you for free. Why do you have to go on OnlyFans? So, and they'll happily step on your balls and you know bite your toenails and shove a finger in your butt. They'll do that for you for free. You don't need to go on OnlyFans or go onto a porn site to accomplish that shit or buy a hooker. It's so much easier. It's free. It's free. Stop being such a fucking princess and, 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 you know, a simp. Go out there and, and and save the world with your own ego. Go be a giga-chad. Go get, lift some weights and take some fucking steroids and, you know, get up at 5 a.m. and start squatting. Do some real shit. Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. Uh, let's get back to Twitter. Let's get back to Twitter here. So, um, 
mainstream media is after him because they realize that he's about to release. He's going to let information flow, possibly as information should. And if the media is, and if he's, if the media is trying to control information, and and Elon is going to let it free, let it flow, then they're obviously going to turn their tables on him. And it's not necessarily when I say the media. Am I talking about these anchors that you see in the nightly news? I'm not talking about them. They're just there to collect a paycheck. Okay? They went to journal. They overpaid to go to journalism school at Go Fuck Yourself University. They got indoctrinated. They ended up with a gig here. <coughs> you know, talking about the annual duck parade. And then the next thing you know, they landed an anchor gig. So whatever's going to be put on the teleprompter, they're going to they're going to go and head and sprout it because they realize that actually being a journalist is frowned upon nowadays. So they'll be like, fuck it, I'm not going to go uncover some real news about Jeffrey Epstein, even though they held onto the story for three fucking years, and they decided to basically hide it on the uh, on the actual journalist who had the information and implicated basically everyone. Okay, so why go be a journalist when there's actually no fruit to bear in your information? You're not going to have the notoriety. Of actually being a successful journalist or an independent investigator nope just sit in that chair spread your legs get your hair straight and report the news as we see fit but no elon musk apparently is letting that information flow whether it's right or wrong by the by reinstating donald j trump former president of the united states he apparently just uh removed the ban from kanye west now kanye west um Whatever your opinion is, fine. He said, in my opinion, he definitely is does not know what he's saying. Or maybe he does, but in my opinion, I could be like, dude, this is not how you want to word shit. This doesn't work. That being said, unbanned him, free speech. Unbanned Donald Trump, free speech. He unbanned um, Kathy Griffin, who apparently posed like him. And then he suspended her from Twitter, or banned her, essentially, uh, because under the new rules, if you try to impersonate Elon Musk, you're banned from Twitter. But he sent out that rule, reinstated her all as well. He also reinstated Andrew Tate, or Cobra Tate, as some people know him. Andrew Tate is this fucking Giga Chad who currently lives in Romania or Albania or whatever the fuck. Has 17 Bugattis. Is a former kickboxing, kickboxing, bak, 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 former kickboxing professional, kickboxing champion type person. He's super, super alpha Giga. Um, he's got a lot of cars. He's got a ton of money. Apparently, he has casinos. He's there. This guy has just gone, gone, and he has the gift of gab. Maybe he takes fucking Adderall. I don't know. But apparently, he's been reinstated as well so the question is how much farther is he going to go how much farther is elon going to go are we going to see alex jones are we going to see james o'keefe are we going to see who you know insert this name here i mean i'd love to see james o'keefe i'd love to see james Lindsay. i'd like to see Brittany murphy Brittany murphy is it Brittany murphy Brittany murphy was a fucking actress wasn't she it was the other chick um i would like to see all these people out there, as long as they're not inciting violence, put them on there. Obviously, we don't want to turn Twitter into a hellscape, even though it kind of already was. But it's like, all right, let's have these people who... Oh, and he also reinstated Jordan Peterson, um, which, of course, obviously, you should. Now, what are we going to gain from this? I mean, I remember when the New York Post dropped that news article right before the election about the Hunter Biden laptop. And then that basically their account was suspended for two weeks 
And that report was completely censored by Twitter, Twitter, and it could have swayed the election either way. Now it turns out that they were completely right about the whole fucking thing, and Twitter, I guess you'd say purposely, stopped the spread of that news story, which turned out to be 100% true. And there was all kinds of weird shit on that, well, on the laptop, obviously, but on about that story about Hunter Biden and everything he's done. He's involved in Ukraine. He's involved in China. Is daddy involved? Most fucking likely. Jesus Christ. You just think he just walked into Ukraine and walked into China and just name dropped? Just did a name drop? Yo, my last name. Let me in. No, 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 no. There's way more to it. And people absolutely knew. Next thing you know, James O'Keefe is getting his fucking door kicked down by the FBI with a no-knock warrant. No-knock warrants? No-knock warrants are basically get-dog-shot warrants. No-knock warrants, at this point, if the if the FBI is using them, they should be 100% fucking illegal. And quite frankly, you're really going to have to justify it to me if you have other alternative ways of getting to ta- of getting a hold of somebody, a no-knock warrant used by the police department, I don't think would be a good idea either, especially considering that Tim Pool, I believe, was da not doxed, excuse me. I'm pretty sure he was doxed, but he was swatted at least two times, if not three. The police showed up right in the middle of his podcast and walked right on set, which is fucked up. And when they and when you get swatted. There's no joke. On a no-knock warrant, basically, the law enforcement crew that shows up to that party, they're already at 11. They're already set to 11. So they're showing up there. Their guns are loaded. They're looking for any type of movement. And if anything is out of whack, you're going to hear gunfire, which is one of the th- one of the things that scares the shit out of me. If somebody didn't like me and all of a sudden they swatted my apartment and Chase is fucking sleeping soundly, you know, in the love sack. And all of a sudden he just... He sees a asshole show up in uniform with a giant fucking gun and his whole all blacked out SWAT gear and a helmet and a mask and Chase barks at him. Is my dog going to get a bullet through the head? If so, somebody else is going to get a bullet through the head if I happen to find out about it. So this is I, – I, it doesn't convince me. First of all, journalism, in my opinion, is not safe. I just heard on the breaking points that apparently, according to – uh, this website owned by a certain guy that he runs UFO information. The FBI went and no-knocked, kicked down his fucking door. Apparently, he allegedly held a gun to his girlfriend's head, um, which seems like something the FBI would do. So, which um, begs the question of what is the IRS going to do now that they got an additional 87,000 employees? Are the IRS, because apparently I was a dollar off my fucking tax return, are they going to kick down my door and all of a sudden demand that I do this, that, and the other thing? It's like, go ahead, fuck. Go fuck yourself. Um, get out of my 600 square feet. So, the flow of information is super, super important. So, whether you like a person or not, if they are onto something, and if they have validity in their opinion or if they just want to outright express their opinion where they are not inciting violence just by the the, the the value of that phrase, inciting violence, okay? You can say, I don't like Jews. I get it. We're annoying. I get it. We're annoying. But still, a lot of things are annoying. Kyles are annoying. But you can't say, we got to get those Jews. That's incitement. That means there's a difference between saying I don't like them and saying we got to go get them because 
that's basically that's the, that's basically saying out in the crowd, "Come on, everybody, let's go do this." Now we've got a problem. So you can't do that. That's not free speech. That is not covered under the First Amendment. Okay. Hate speech is not a thing. It's just speech. So, um, it's important that Twitter fall, continue to follow these guidelines of allowing for people to come back on. Now he's doing it very. He's doing pretty a pretty good job of it. Now the problem is, is Elon can't go in there and just start fucking changing everything because the algorithm is built in such a way that if you were to just change one thing or another thing. You could cause all sorts of problems, especially considering that he just fired a shitload of people and then a bunch of people just walked out during his ultimatum. We don't know what the hands, uh, what they were involved with, what they were in the middle of working on. So it's like, okay, very carefully peeling back this onion that is Twitter and trying to figure out, okay, are we... Uh, what, what is this? If we touch this, is it going to cause a problem here? Can we undo this here, there, this algorithm, this coding? Coding is a is a string, a very very important string of data points and filters and if then scenarios and picks and dicks and dicks and it's just like if you move one little thing here or there, the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose in the entire algorithm or the entire site collapses because you messed up a string of code and now you've essentially fired like 30, 40% of the employees, which I'm not, I'm not arguing against. Maybe a lot of these employees sucked anyways. So he's at this point where it's like, okay, slowly do these things. Okay. Pull, uh, pull the bands off, allow these people to come back, start gaining more traction. Uh, start getting more attention, more site traffic, maybe attract some investors, work on this pay for blue check mark thingy, which he currently is. He's, remember, Elon's not a fucking idiot, okay? He's erratic at times, but let me tell you something. All of his companies, even though a lot of them are at risk of bankruptcy sometimes, are, are successful. And also remember, he also co-founded fucking PayPal. The guy knows what he's doing. He's really smart. He's very inventive and he works very, very hard. Okay? He's an alpha. So here we go. He carefully pulls back on some of the restrictions on, t on these people that have been banned from Twitter. The next thing you know, he starts diving in with his own engineers and the engineers that he's invited back to Twitter with the employees that are still left that are working very, very hard. And he uses this he uses these resources to carefully look at the code and redesign it to where it is a little more free and balanced. There's no censorship. There's no restriction of information. And then he starts looking at outlier, other characters like Milo Yiannopoulos or Alex Jones. It's like, all right, what, why were they banned, blah, 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 and seeing what takes place here. It's still way too early, but I can tell you this much. The former president of the United States is back on Twitter. Now, has he tweeted anything yet? No, he hasn't. He hasn't, but his account was opened back up. That tells me something about Elon's intentions, okay? He really does believe that this is a platform that, that a public, believes that this platform is a public forum. So he wants people to, he wants people to trust the fact that he's gonna do the right thing when it comes to Twitter. He is a capitalist. He is a free speech absolutist. He thinks it's important that a public forum thrive because you can't just have somebody standing in front of a church screaming about this, that, and the other thing. They're going to get arrested even if uh, 
if they can get a, if they're lucky enough to get a permit to actually stand there and rant and rave about the other thing, and your audience also is excellent, eventually essentially slim to none. Now, I always advise whether you're standing in front of a church screaming and yelling or you're on Twitter screaming and yelling, you should consider what your thoughts are going to be. What you should consider put some thought into what you're going to say. Now, at the end of the day, you could say "bit bat purple gherkin murfic," and that's fine. You can throw that on Twitter, um, and come of it what may. You know, just like I think school teachers have every right to do porn. Come of it what may. You know, as long as you're a really good math teacher, I say let it fly. Unzip the fly. Now, can Twitter get its advertising back? Can it make a revenue? Well, first of all, it was losing money. It was way too bloated. It was heavily restrictive of, of conservative speech. So he's just evening the tides. And as you see this, you're just going to see a lot of journalism, fake journalism, talking mad shit about him, talking about how he's going to he's going to be bankrupt really soon. He's not going to be bankrupt in really soon. At the worst case scenario, he, he the company would go to zero in three years. It's not going to happen. He's got a ton of time. He's got a bunch of investors. He's going to work this to his, his advantage by bringing back this. I mean, who gives a fuck if Alec Baldwin and Stephen King or Whoopi Goldberg are not on Twitter anyways. What fucking, what do they have to say that's of any value? So, I mean, it'd be nice if they did, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. They're just kind of, they're just shooting off at the mouth, just like the former president, just like, you know, anybody else who happens to be on there. I'm not on there anymore because if, if any of my tweets are out there, um, what just so happens is I was not very good at it. It was not Twitter was not a thing I was good at. So I just got rid of the account because I felt like it was only hampering my ability to create content and just be a normal human being. And more, and because being a, a normal human being or being a, a valuable human being consists of way more than 140 characters. So this was my decision to change my style of what I wanted to do. So I got rid of it. But I think it's super important that what he's doing is instilling trust upon the users that he is going to take a step so that everybody has a say. Now, if he brings back Alex Jones, if he brings back Miley Yiannopoulos, if he brings back James O'Keefe, then it's like, okay, this guy, he's not playing around. Now, let's see. He doesn't want to turn it into a hellscape, but let's see how Twitter continues continues to be continues to flow after these events take place i mean that's there's a lot more implications to it i can tell you right now though you don't want to trust the mainstream news because all they're talking about and all they're formulating is bullshit they are absolutely fucking formulating bullshit um they you can't trust what they're saying you really can't. I mean, I was reading an article the other day uh, about holiday, about the holiday season, about food prices and stuff like that. I get that food prices uh, have gone up, okay, on some things for sure. Uh, but as far as this article, I think here we see here, you can't believe what everybody's saying. And th quite frankly, I, I I'll, I'll just blow this one up. Thanksgiving, uh, Forbes, Thanksgiving church. Now, this is important. So the mainstream media lies, misuses data, exaggerates, or just trying to, at the end of the day, they're just trying to instill fear. They want you to scare, they want to scare you enough to where you make a move that benefits them 
to shift the market. You know what? I mean, it's literally like fucking they scared the shit out of us so much with COVID. They were able to give a window of time to where the market became so cheap for that brief moment when the market was dirt cheap, that transfer of wealth was able to happen. And that money came out of your fucking pocket because you were so focused on buying toilet paper and so focused on staying in your home and so focused about not doing what you were supposed to be doing as a normal human being that while you were out there fighting among the Costco's and the Walmarters of the world, they were quietly and swiftly transferring more wealth to themselves. And this isn't even the 1%. These are the elites that basically, you know, as George Carlin says, they go to the same dinners, they go to the same summits, they go on, they, they're members of the same golf courses, the same golf clubs, and um, country clubs and all that shit. These are people that don't exist in your realm. Or as he calls them, the owners of this country. You never, you never see them. You don't know them. A lot of their faces you don't know. But once again, they're trying to fear-monger you. That's all they do. They, fe- they fear-mongered you during COVID. They're fear-mongering you with the vaccines. They're fear-mongering you with fucking Russia. They fear-monger you with North Korea. And now they're fear-mongering you with inflation. So Forbes, Thanksgiving turkey shortages. Prices up 20% inflation. Uh, I got the fucking camera here somewhere. Thanksgiving turkey shortages. Forbes, prices up 20%. Avian flu, inflation. USA Today, shoppers seeing higher turkey prices this Thanksgiving after bird flu outbreak. Turkey price... Here's MSN. Turkey prices have come back down in time for Thanksgiving. Here's why. That's actually technically a lie. Turkey prices are up 17% in October, but Thanksgiving shoppers will likely see discounts. Okay, that's true. Uh, Turkey prices... So, they drove this up. Okay, let me tell you the absolute truth here because this is just just shit reporting. It's bottom-of-the-barrel fucking reporting. Inflation was up just because inflation was up because a lot of the times so there's two types of inflation there is because of a shortage in supply and a still in a standard demand so obviously if that if that is involved um, you know not enough supply still plenty of demand or increased demand okay price is going to go up that's one way prices go up the second way the second way is the companies or like Tyson Foods, for example, or Purdue or whatever, just jack up the prices because they know they can, because they can capitalize on the market. Oil companies do this all the time. Companies that make lithium ion batteries can do this as well. Any company that sees an opportunity to make money because they can, because you know you're going to pay for it, they just do it. So basically, they see that there's a lot of fear in the market. They see that inflation is a key topic among many individuals. So they're like, why don't we just jack up our fucking prices a little bit more? We can make a ton of money off this stuff, and we can just blame it on inflation. That happens too. So it's a two-pronged approach. Now, when it happens, when both those things things happen, when uh, corporate inflation and government inflation come together, create a perfect storm of basically $5 a gallon and $22 turkeys and things of that nature, you're Foxville. Okay. Now, there are ways to combat that, but at the end of the day, there are th- there are certain prices that you're not going to be able to get around. And don't tell me buying an electric car is cheaper. It, it, okay. Comp- for what? Okay. I, I, I just did an airport pickup for $500 the other day in a $1,200 25-year-old uh, Lincoln Continental. Okay, so don't talk to me about fucking saving money. I don't want to hear it. 
but as far as these original this was seven hours ago thanksgiving turkey this is okay so this is seven hours ago that Forbes Thanksgiving turkey shortages prices up 28% with 20% with avian flu inflation. That is 100%, in my opinion, not true. Okay, I can tell you for a fact. First of all, when you go to the grocery store just on a regular Tuesday, turkeys are expensive. They're like 30, 40 bucks. They're big. There's not a lot of them in production. They just basically throw a couple in the freezer um, at your local grocery store, and if you want one, you grab one. Okay, so. Any time of the year, turkey prices are like fucking, you know, it's like $40 for a turkey. Okay, and that's for like, I don't know, like a 15-pound turkey. So whatever that is per pound. Every single Thanksgiving, I could swear to fucking Christ I'm, I'm, I'm being 100% honest with this. Every Thanksgiving, the week before, the two weeks before Thanksgiving, all those turkeys come rolling in. And the prices of turkeys are anywhere between $0.39 cents a pound and 49 cents a pound grade a frozen turkeys every time so basically you're paying between five and ten dollars at the most i'd say f between five and eight nine dollars for an actual whole turkey so if you were to buy an 18 pound turkey it'll cost you eight dollars imagine that eight dollars for a giant ass turkey and guess what i've been doing this every year every year i still have a turkey frozen up at my sister's house that i have yet to touch for some reason i'm gonna touch it this year i'm gonna touch it really good but it's still sitting there i can compare the price of that turkey last year to the prices of the two turkeys i just purchased from the grocery store today at 47 cents a pound these were 20 pound turkeys 20 pound turkeys and they were $9, 20-pound turkey. So normally I get like, you know, I get between like 14 and 18 pounds. These were 20-pounders, and they were still under $10. 47 cents a pound is around the yearly average at this time of year where there's a shitload of turkeys. Now, there are other turkeys. There are other premium turkeys. So if you're getting these premium turkeys, like a butterball or whatever the fuck, maybe they're jacking up their prices for whatever reason, probably because, like I said before, Tyson Foods was using the excuse of inflation to jack up their prices to make it and then blame it on inflation for them just rolling in record profits. When the truth is, if you're just buying a regular turkey, they're over the they're right there where they normally are. You just go ahead and grab them. I went to two fucking grocery stores. OK, now. Obviously, McKinnon's, they have higher-priced turkeys because they are a different type of shop. They're like a meat market, so obviously prices are a little different. There's a quality, whatever. So uh, they're excluded from this equation. However, buying from that place is fantastic. Two different Hannafords, one in Portsmouth, which is, which is a higher tax bracket, and then, of course, Durham-Dover, which is a little bit lower of a tax bracket. Both places, same turkey, same price, $0.47 cents a pound. All kind, and no, literally no difference. 47 cents a pound. So what does that tell me? Well, it tells me that this Forbes thing is bullshit. Are they comparing this with the with the prices of the of the Purdue's and the Butterballs because they're jacking up their prices because they want to be able to roll in extra cash? I don't know. I can tell you one thing though. Nobody's gonna buy those turkeys. They're just gonna buy the one, same fucking turkey that they do every single year. The one that's 47 cents a pound or 39 cents a pound. 
or 59 cents a pound. It doesn't matter. They're going to buy the same one every year because that's what they do. That's what we do. Okay. I buy I buy them because it's great protein. You know, it's great it's great food to feed Chase. It's great food to feed me. Um, keeps me swole. And there's just it's bullshit. Now has inflation come down? I sure why not? I mean, gas prices doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But still, I mean, at this point, I'm still paying under four dollars a gallon. Woo! Happy birthday to me. Um. But as far as buying stuff, yeah, has the price of eggs gone up? Yeah, in some places. But as far as like buying at like McKinnon's, I can get eggs for pretty inexpensive. And I've been buying higher quality eggs actually. Now, if you go to like Hannaford's, it's like it really is pick and choose depending upon where you go. At the end of the day, my the price of my groceries has gone down, and it's gone down to the point where I'm able to purchase purchase higher quality foods. So I've been able to offset the uh, my affordability with buying better foods, buying better meats. So instead of buying like uh, uh, pork all the time because pork is one of those cheaper products and pork you could generally get between 250 and 350 and when i say per, i'm not saying per pound i'm saying for the whole thing for a pork loin for or uh, for sausage for pork roast for pork ribs two dollars and fifty cents for a rack of that or or a big pound of this or pork loin no instead i was able to get steak i haven't had steak in the longest time you know Remember, I'm the one who paid $7,000 for their dog, started a new job, took an $8,000 pay cut, was living on my own, had to basically go through the entire winter paying my own fucking way, I lost my entire 401k, had to start completely from scratch, and had to move three, four times? So it's like, all right, well, where's that money going to come from? All right, and holding on to two cars, and paying winter storage. Still figured it out. And now I'm still, I'm still, everything is great. I'm still able to buy um, groceries at a higher rate. And my, and the price of my groceries, my groceries have not gone up. They've actually gone down. I'm buying steak again. And I'm buying steak at like, um, like $3 a steak, $4 a steak, higher quality steaks, thicker steaks, juicier steaks, ground beef, ground pork. I mean, the only thing I haven't purchased lately is fish. It's like, Fish is fucking ridiculous. But I'm be I'm able to get a lot of the stuff that I buy for reasonable prices. Has the price of the uh, of there are things that are true. Yes, broccoli has gone up. You know, frozen vegetables has gone up. The the pro- cost of transportation is definitely in tr- you know that the cost of cost of transportation, the cost of energy and the cost of transporting it and whatever has definitely been uh, sinking its way into these into these like frozen groceries or whatever. But the fact is, you know, a lot of fresh produce, a lot of fresh foods, the turkeys for this Thanksgiving, the prices are still right there as they've always been. So it's like, what the, f- who, who are you fucking kidding? Why do they lie like that? They just, they want to scare you into doing something stupid. You got to stock up on this and you're going to stock up on that. It's like, no, there's so many ways around it. If we would just stop for a second as a country 
as in, in start thinking for ourselves and going, you know, I bet you if we looked a little harder, we could see right through all the bullshit that they're trying to convey to us and realize that, no, shit isn't that expensive. This isn't exactly the truth that they're telling us. This is not exactly where I should be putting my money. Maybe this isn't the proper healthcare choices for me. Maybe I can be doing a lot of these things myself. I mean, imagine that, being able to make your own choices and be responsible for your own actions and being able to, uh, you know, do a little hunting. Do a, I, I swear to fucking God, if I see another giant-ass line hanging out into traffic, go people going through Starbucks, I'm going to fucking kill myself. I'm going to kill myself, and it's your fault. It's all bullshit. I can tell you that for sure. Scaring us with COVID, scaring us with Ukraine, scaring us with North Korea, scaring us with a World Economic Forum, or the World Economic Forum, it's their job to scare us, scaring us with fucking mandates. It's all they do is scaring us. I'm telling you, I won't be fooled again, because I, quite frankly, I don't believe the media, I don't believe the government, I don't believe anything these fucking guys tell me. And this, you shouldn't either. You really shouldn't either, because I'm telling you right now, the prices have for the most part, overall, have not gone up. They just haven't. They just haven't. The prices are right where I left them. And I don't have any federal support. I don't have any fucking sugar mama taking care of me. I don't have any of that. I'm doing this all on my own, clawing my own way back as an individual. And I can tell you for the most part, I am still, I live closer to where I need, for where I mostly congregate throughout the week, and I'm not hurt by it. I'm not hurt by it. They tried with the gas prices, but it's like, whatever, fuck you. I'll do $7 a gallon. Bring it the fuck on. You will never, because you're going to, obviously by doing that, you're trying to force me to get into an electric car, which is going to put me into a college-like debt for the next seven fucking years, which means you're going to have to put me on the grid, which is going to jack up my electrical costs even more. You're just trying to force me to a corner. It's not going to work. That's not going to work. It, it hasn't worked so far with me. I'm still here driving the same goddamn cars I have since 2018, and it's just, it's just not going to fucking work with me. Okay? I don't need your stupid-ass health care. I don't need your stupid-ass insurance. I don't need your stupid-ass fear-mongering. I don't need your stupid-ass vaccine. I don't need your stupid-ass health guidelines. I don't need anything from you fucking people. Nothing. Nothing. There's not. There's. There's no... You offer me these news outlets, this federal government, these fucking fear-mongerers, these elitists, they offer me nothing. They have no value to me. Nothing. I really hope that by Elon, uh, Elon, un, you know, unleashing the Kraken uh, from these independence journalists, exposing the truth, the freer flow of information, and people just stopping to be, stop being so fucking lazy. Because at the end of the day, Congress do what Congress do. They just, they have no value. They have no value in my eyes. They're all just a bunch of, bunch of goddamn pocket. Uh, pocket hoarding fucking lunatics. I'm I am so close. It's only been a a, a couple years uh, since my life got flipped it upside down, and I am back to essentially uh, where I was before I left Manchester. Back on my own, doing what I do, you know, enjoying my life. Got a de a decent space, you know. Only difference is. is 
I enjoy what I do. I enjoy uh, a lot of where I live. I enjoy my, my lifestyle. I work very hard. You know, it's funny is I've been going all fucking day and I've only, I mean, I, I got home from a transportation gig last night and I went to bed at, I was able to finally get to bed at midnight, woke up at 6.45 in the morning, went to the, went and fucking worked out in my workout room that way I don't have to pay a fucking membership to walk in there. I lifted some serious weights, did a music reaction, um, and went and got two giant ass turkeys and made food. I uh, just just trying to convey to you guys it's like i'm doing all this shit with absolutely no fear in my mind so there's a lot that i can convey to you i'm telling you right now there there's going to be a a a revolution of ideas coming very very soon i don't know how it's going to play out but it's going to be amazing so you just buckle up have some cash ready uh, people I recommend you follow, Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, meet Kevin Paffrath, uh, Clear Value Tax. Basically, get yourself ready as an individual to make a shitload of money, to make a shitload of progress in your own life, to make a shitload of gains. I mean, honestly, if you want to ask me questions about stock market stuff, if you want to, I have some knowledge. I'm not a fucking genius, but, you know, I can give you some ideas of how that works. If you want to talk about, like, you know, weightlifting and stuff like that. I know about that. Posing music, technology, how to save money. Uh, there's ways of going about that too. If you want to talk about tech, there's all kinds of shit that you can come to me for questions, concerns, comments. You can just email me positive sarcasm at outlook.com. I have done so much in the past year. And all this stuff, the only thing that ever scared me was the vaccine mandates. That was the only thing that fucking scared me. Um, and now that that's essentially over, and I don't have to, I don't have to live under the threat of that. Which, I quite frankly, I'll, my first uh, thing I would have done was just fucking move to Florida. That's the first. That's the first thing I would have done was I'd be like, all right, well, fuck you guys. Bring on a civil. Bring on civil unrest. I'm moving to Florida. or I moved to Texas. I'm not putting up with this shit. I wouldn't have. I don't have to put up with this shit. So it's like. I'm, I'm telling you guys, don't buy into this shit. Don't buy into this shit at all. Anything that they're telling you. There's a lot of ways to get free information. You know what you should do is go on Substack. Not because my podcast is on Substack. Go on Substack. Glenn Greenwald. That's the guy's name I was trying to think of. Jimmy Dore, who's on YouTube. Check him out and everything he's doing. Um, but there's a lot of great Matt Taibbi, Glenn Greenwald. Those are, uh, are excellent independent journalists on Substack. if you want to learn more douglas murray douglas murray's amazing an amazing journalist go out and check out what he's doing they're not pundits these guys are actual journalists excellent op-ed writers these are guys you want to be paying attention to and quite frankly keep an eye on twitter because i'm gonna i bet you they're gonna see some serious bombshells coming about um and you don't have to and and it's it's gonna it's gonna come fast. Now that information, imagine the free flow of information that we could have had a couple of years ago um, regarding the whole pandemic about how it was most likely came from the fucking Wuhan lab, um, and the gain of function research and all the bullshit that came about that, and uh, vitamin D and ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all this other stuff that might have helped you, or the fact that just getting sun or taking care of yourself or not being a giant fat fuck probably would have helped you in the long run as well. But the suppression of information actually slows down our evolution as a human being. 
now that we have some of our freedom of information back, hopefully it flow it starts to it's like fucking cranking that you know open cranking the the valve and ripping that shit off. No more filter. Just let all that information flow and let you as an individual decide what's best for you, and not somebody else telling you what you should be hearing. Therefore, they can tell you what you should be doing. Anyways. Find me on Substack. Check me out anywhere where podcasts are available. Audio version, Substack, uh, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. This podcast, of course, is available on Rumble, and it's still running on Meta. I got to tell you, the the new Meta uh, posting thing fucking sucks. I don't know what's going on over there, Facebook, but it ain't good. Mark is definitely fucking up. Um, if it continues to be shitty, I'm not going to use it anymore. But I can tell you, Rumble, Rumble is good. Like as far as posting and it's it's very very simple. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna say it's as glorious as YouTube's, but I can tell you this: I had no problem moving to Rumble, and I think the format of how you upload shit it's pretty straightforward. So check me out on there, Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. Go to my website, questions, concerns, comments, positivesarcasm.com. You know, blah 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 blah. In the meantime, we are done here. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all after Thanksgiving. All right, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Happy Thanksgiving! Hi, Cody. I'm, I mean, Ken. Um, are you free right now? I have a song that I need you on. Like now? Let's party! Barbie's been a princess way too long. Barbie's got a gun with no safety on. When I fucking talk Barbie thinks Ken is about to get shot Ken and Barbie sitting in a tree K-I-L-L-I-N-G Barbie and Ken in a pink dream house Two go in, only one comes out I cut you You cut me We bleed in perfect harmony Do you want a fucking party? Do you want to let me tie you to the back of my Ferrari? Will you let me cut your head off if I tell you that I'm sorry? And Ken's got the axe and he's ready to attack Put the goat and me the veil on your plastic ass Barbie's in pink but my Glock's jet black Roll your eyes one more time and I'll make a kickback Ken and Barbie sitting in a tree K-I-L-L-I-N-G Barbie and Ken in a pink dream house Two go in, only one comes out I cut you!